Welcome to Zichru Daf Siman Remer by Avram Goldhar, and today Masechus Gittin Daf Mem, the fourth parak Hashalech. The Zichru Masechus Gittin program has been generously sponsored by Zichru Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rebbe said, "Ebed Shina says Baschorin Bifnei Rabo, a slave who marries a free woman in the presence of his master, Yatzel Acheres, he goes free because his master would not have allowed this if he had not previously freed him." This seems to be contradicted by the majority opinion in Abraisa. A Kosev Shtar Erison of Shivchaso, one who writes a document of Kedushin to a slave woman. Remer holds she is married, but the Chamim say she is not married, presumably because they do not consider the act of marriage sufficient proof that he previously freed her. Rav Nachum Yitzhak ultimately answers that the Bryce is speaking where he said, Tzibo Vizkadshibo, go out free with this Kedushan document and become married to me with it. Clearly, he's not previously freed her, and the Tanaim dispute if the expression of marriage in the document includes a prerequisite emancipation. Rishubin Levi said, Evid Shaniach Tfilin Bifnei Rabo Yatzel Acheres, a slave who put on Tfilin in his master's presence, he goes free because the master would not otherwise allow this demonstration of freedom. That's because an Evid is exempt from Tfilin. When this is contradicted by a Bryce, the Gemara clarifies it means when the master himself put the Tfilin onto a slave. Point number two, a Mamar said, a Mafkir Abdo, one who is Mafkir a slave, also Evid in Otakana, that slave has no remedy to marry. He explains that once the master monetarily disowned him, only regarding prohibition to marry Jews is he in the master's domain, and he cannot free this dominion in a slave he doesn't monetarily own. Another version of Amimar is quoted, one who is mafkir a slave and dies, also evid and otakana, that slave has no remedy. Here he explains that although the master ordinarily could free the prohibitory status without owning the slave monetarily, but this dominion which only pertains to prohibitions cannot be inherited by his heirs. Thus, they cannot free him. The Gemara concludes that the halacha does not follow Amimar. And point with you is taught in Abraisa, Omer Asisi Pony Avdi Menchorin, one who says, I made Pony my slave into a free man. And the slave says, he did not make me free. We presume that he transferred the get shikhar to the slave through another person who acquired it on the slave's behalf, who wasn't aware of it. If he said, I wrote and gave him a get shikhar, and the slave said, he did not write for me and did not give me one which he certainly would know, he is not free because Hodaz Baldin dummy. The admission of a litigant is tantamount to a hundred witnesses and is accepted without question. Although the master admitted to the contrary, we assume he erred in thinking that the slave required to get shikhwar from him. The same two cases apply to one who confesses to have gifted a field to a second person. So once again, the three points are number one. Rebbe said, A slave who marries a free woman in the presence of his master, he goes free because his master would not have allowed this if he had not previously freed him. This seems to be contradicted by the majority opinion in Abraisa. One who writes a document of condition to a slave woman. Remer holds she is married, but the Chamim say she is not married, presumably because they do not consider the act of marriage sufficient proof that he previously freed her. Rav Nachum Yitzhak ultimately answers that the Bryce is speaking where he said, Tzibo go out free with this Kedushan document and become married to me with it. Clearly, he's not previously freed her, and the Tanaim dispute if the expression of marriage in the document includes prerequisite emancipation. Rishubin Levi said, A slave who put on Tefillin in his master's presence, he goes free because the master would not otherwise allow this demonstration of freedom. That's because an Evid is exempt from Tefillin. When this is contradicted by a Bryce, the more clarifies it means when the master himself put the Tefillin onto a slave. 
Point number two, a Mamar said, a Mafkir Abdel, one who is Mafkir a slave, also evident in Rotakana, that slave has no remedy to marry. He explains that once the master monetarily disowned him, only regarding prohibition to marry Jews is he in the master's domain, and he cannot free this dominion in the slave he doesn't monetarily own. Another version of a Mamar is quoted, a Mafkir Abdel Bamais, one who is Mafkir a slave and dies, also evident in of that slave has no remedy. Here he explains that although the master ordinarily could free the prohibitory status without owning the slave monetarily, but this dominion which only pertains to prohibitions cannot be inherited by his heirs. Thus, they cannot free him. The Gemara concludes that the halacha does not follow a Mamar. And point with you is taught in a brace, Omer Asisi Pony Abdi Ben Chorin, one who says, I made Pony my slave into a free man. And the slave says, he did not make me free. We presume that he transferred to get Shechor to the slave through another person who acquired it on the slave's behalf, who wasn't aware of it. If he said, I wrote and gave him a get Shechor, and the slave said, he did not write for me and did not give me one which he certainly would know, he is not free because the admission of a litigant is tantamount to a hundred witnesses and is accepted without question. Although the master admitted to the contrary, we assume he erred in thinking that the slave required to get shikhwa from him. The same two cases apply to one who confesses to have gifted a field to a second person. All right, so now we go to Simidoff Mem, and our standard simon relates to Maim, and we use a pool, a swimming pool, for the simon. So here goes. The tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, attended by a sad slave whose master had made him hefker and therefore could not get married, was disturbed when a master in the crowd whispered to his friend, I made Pony my slave into a free man, and the slave sitting next to him responded vehemently, he did not make me free. Once again, some motion. The tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool. Pool, that must be enough. Mem, Mayim. The tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, which reminds us, Rabbi said, A slave who marries a free woman in the presence of his master, he goes free because his master would not have allowed this if he had not previously freed him. So the tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, attended by a sad slave whose master had made him hefker and therefore could not get married, which reminds us, a Mamar said, a mafkir abdel, one who is mafkir a slave, also evit eno takana. That slave has no remedy to marry. He explains that once the master monetarily disowned him, only regarding prohibition to marry Jews is he in the master's domain, and he cannot free this dominion in a slave he does not monetarily own. Another version of a Mamar is quoted. So the tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, attended by a sad slave whose master had made him hefker and therefore could not get married, was disturbed when a master in the crowd whispered to his friend, I made pony my slave into a free man. And the slave sitting next to him responded vehemently, he did not make me free. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Brisa, Omer Asisi Pony Avdi Ben Chorin, one who says, I made pony my slave into a free man. And the slave says, he did not make me free. We presume that he transferred the get shikhor to the slave through another person who acquired it on the slave's behalf who wasn't aware of it. So once again, the tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, attended by a sad slave whose master had made him hefker and therefore could not get married, was disturbed when a master in the crowd whispered to his friend, I made pony my slave into a free man, and the slave sitting next to him responded vehemently, he did not make me free. Alright, so now it's time for a four-blah-back chazara. 
Daf Lamed Vav. So the Simran Daf Lamed Vav is a lulav. So here goes. The two witnesses who proudly use large exotic green quills that look like lulavim, lulavim, that must be on Daf Lamed Vav, lulav. The two witnesses who proudly use large exotic green quills that looked like lulavim to sign on a get because of tikkun olam, which reminds us, the Mishnah Daf Lamed Dalad on the base of taught that aiding sign on a get for tikkun olam. The Gemara objects that it's a derisive requirement to sign all documents. Rabbi answers that the Tanz Rabbi Lazu holds Edi Masiri Karti and signatures are never biblically required and the Pasuk's only giving advice. The rabbis instituted that Edim sign on a get because sometimes the Edim to delivery will die or sometimes they'll travel abroad leaving her unable to prove she was divorced. Signing the get provides her with proof of divorce. Rabbi Yosef says that the Tanah can be Rabbi Meir who requires signing biblically. Still, this derisive requirement is satisfied without writing their names and they decree that witnesses should write their names when signing Gittin. So, the two witnesses who proudly use large exotic green quills that look like a loving to sign on a get because of tikkun olam and then use them to fill in their prus bowls, which reminds us, a Mishnah teaches the background of Hillel Zakan's enacting prus bowl. He saw that people resisted lending each other, fearing that the loan would be canceled by Shemitah and thus violated the commandment of refraining to lend money. So the two witnesses who probably used large exotic green quills that looked like Ulavim to sign on a get because of Tikkun Olam and then use them to fill in their prus bowls were shocked and dismayed when they heard Basin declare them Hefker, making them Hefker, which reminds us, Rav explains that Prusbol is effective even according to the opinion that Shemitah nowadays cancel loans because biblically, Hefker Basin Hefker. What Basin declares onerous is actually onerous. Two different sources for Hefker Basin Hefker are broad. Daf Lamed Zayin. So the Simmer Daf Lamed Zayin is laser tag. So here goes. The Balkov shooting his green laser tag gun at borrowers with loan documents, not canceled by Shemitah, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses two types of loans that are not canceled by Shemitah. Rabbi Yochan and Rishakish hold that a loan in a Shtar Achrayis is not canceled by Shemitah because the payment is considered already in possession of the lender. And a Malves Chaver Maus Al-Mashkan, one who lends his friend money on collateral, does not relinquish the loan in Shemitah. Rav explains that a lender acquires a movable collateral considering the payment in his possession. So, the Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun at Borwas with loan documents, not canceled by Shemitah, was happy to put down his gun and say, I'm relinquishing the debt to a borrower who approached him to repay, who then responded, even so, I wish to pay, which reminds us. A different mission in Shvi states regarding a borrower repaying a debt canceled by Shemitah, Sarak Shiyomar Mishamadani, the creditor must say to him, I'm relinquishing the debt. And if the debtor said, even so, I wish to pay, he may accept the money from him, as it says, and this is the matter of relinquishment. Devar is darshan as speaking, Dibor teaching that the creditor must verbalize the relinquishment before accepting payment. So the Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun at borrowers with loan documents, not canceled by Shemitah, was happy to put down his gun and say, I'm relinquishing the debt to a borrower who approached him to repay, who then responded, even so, I wish to pay, and then gave a laser tag vest and gun to a captive slave who had been ransomed to be a free man and told him, enjoy these. You're a free man, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, Evich Nishba Ufadau, a slave who was taken captive and other Jews ransomed him. Imushum Evid if they ransom him to be a slave, he's enslaved. Imushu ben Chorin will if they ransom him to be a free man, he's not enslaved. Rabbi Mishimangamuyo says that in either case he returns to enslavement. Two different Pshatim are given for this Mishnah. Daf So the Simr Daf Ramadchas is a Dabralach, a liquid, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. The Jew who is acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup. Chicken soup? That must be more in Daf 
Lamed Ches, a Dover Lach. The Jew who is acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters who are acquired as well, which reminds us, although idolaters cannot acquire each other's bodies as ordinary property, they can acquire their labor based on a Kavach Homer. An idolater can even acquire a Jew for his labor, as taught in Kedushin Davchaf Amad Aleph, so certainly he can acquire another idolater. So the Jew who is acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters who are acquired as well was shocked when he saw the promiscuous a slave woman belonged to a Jew next door who also made chicken soup was freed, which reminds us the Gemara relates that there was a slave woman in Pumpendisa with whom men were sinning. Abaya said, if not for Rabbi Yehuda saying in the name of Shmuel, anyone who frees a slave transgresses a positive commandment of you shall work them forever, I would force her master to free her so she could marry a Jew who would guard her. Ravina said the Rabbi Yehuda would agree to free her in this case, Mishum Milsa the Isura, because of the matter of prohibitions transgressed. So the Jew who was acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters who were acquired as well. Was shocked when he saw the promiscuous slave woman belonging to a Jew next door who also made chicken soup was freed simply by her master being Makdisha, which reminds us, Rabbah said in Rav's name, Hamakdisha Avdo Yatsalacheros. Someone is Makdisha's slave, the slave goes free. He explains Gufilokadish, his body cannot be sanctified since he's neither fit for a sacrifice nor his building materials, with the Kamra, and he didn't say that he was being Makdish the value of the slave to donate that amount, so this too too, was not his intent. Rather, he was saying he should become one of the holy nation, the Jews. So the Simmer is a letter, and we often use a mailman. So here goes. The master was Makdish, his mailman, slave mailman. That must be more of Lamates, letter, mailman. The master was Makdish, his mailman slave with long hair, ready to be cut. Which reminds us, it was taught in Abraisa, HaMakdish Avdo ain't molingbo. If one is Makdish, his slave, one does not transgress Me'ila through benefiting from the slave. Ramesham Gamliya says, Mo'ing Besaro, one transgresses Me'ila through benefiting from his hair. The Gemara establishes that everyone agrees the slave becomes hectish, but is not subject to Me'ila because the slave is considered like land, which is excluded from Me'ila. The Machokas is explained, Besaro Omidligazis Kamifu. They're arguing about a hair which is ready to be cut. Robin Shimon Gamliel holds Kagazu's dummy. It's considered as if it's already cut and no longer considered land and thus subject to Me'ila. And the Tanakama holds it's not considered cut. So the master was Maktish's mailman slave with long hair, ready to be cut, had him deliver a message to the recently deceased Ger's slave that he's free and doesn't need a get since he's considered like the Ger's wife. Which reminds more relates to Shita that Avdad the Ger ki Ishto, a convert slave, is like his wife based on the Gezer Shava. My Ishto Mishtalech is below get just as his wife is released without a get when he dies, of Avadah Mishtalchim below get, so too his slaves are released without a get shikhwar when he dies. This is not the case with the slaves of an ordinary Jew who are inherited by his heirs. The Gemara notes, however, that if a Jew is mafkir slave and then dies, the slave would go free without a get shikhwar since he's not inherited. So the master was Makdish, his mailman slave with long hair, ready to be cut, had him deliver a message to the recently deceased Ger slave that he's free and doesn't need a get, since he's considered like the Ger's wife, and then to bring a get shikhur to the Shibcha Harufa, because paying money alone does not complete her freedom, which reminds us that only a get shikhur and not paying money completes the freedom of a Shibcha Harufa. Alright, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which stuff do we learn a creditor can accept payment of a debt canceled by Shemitah, but must first say, I'm relinquishing the debt? That's on Duff. Lamad Zayn. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we learn an idolater can acquire another idolater and a Jew for their labor? That's on Duff. Lamad Chas. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we learn a Maymar said, one who is mafkir slave, oso evid enotakana. That slave has no remedy to marry. That's on Duff.
Ma'am. Good number four, which stuff do we discuss whether one transgresses me'ila by benefiting from his hectic slave's hair that's ready to be cut? That's on duff. On the task. Good number five. Which stuff do we discuss the prohibition to free a slave and the exception for Isser? For example, the case of the promiscuous slave woman. That's on duff. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss activities which prove that a slave has been freed? For example, marrying a free woman or wearing tefillin. That's on duff. Ma'am. Good number seven. Which stuff are two different reasons given as to why Adim sign on a get for Tikkun Olam? That's on duff. Good number eight. Which stuff do we have about an almana can vow to collect Suba after she remarries? That's on duff. Ahmed Haig. Good number nine. Which stuff do we discuss a case where the master told someone he freed his slave and the slave says he was not freed? That's on Duff. Ma'am. Good number ten. Which stuff do we discuss the background behind Hilla Zakane's enactment of Prusbol? That's on Duff. Ahmed Vav. Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Goldharm. Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.